Welcome to the Biz Coach Show. In every episode, we share information and advice for small business owners, small business leaders, startups, and entrepreneurs preparing to launch their business. Our mission is to give entrepreneurs the edge they need to succeed. If you're in need of business coaching, head over to mybizcoaches.co and book your free coaching consultation today. The Biz Coach Show is presented by Eric Whitmoyer, the owner of My Biz Coaches, a business coach, serial entrepreneur, author, and speaker, as well as David Macon, a certified professional in talent development, growth expert, writer, and small business strategist. Well, Eric, good to be with you today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, David, and yourself? I'm doing really good. I'm excited about today's episode because we're talking about something that I know is near and dear to your heart, which is becoming a business coach. And uh, I think with that in mind, um, you know, obviously people know you're the CEO, founder, owner of MyBiz Coaches, but we haven't spent a lot of time talking about your journey to this point. So I'd love to take just a few minutes and uh, kind of explore that a little bit uh, and then just talk about, you know, kind of why business coaching might resonate with other people that might be interested in pursuing that as, you know, a career path in their life. So uh, what was your journey? Kind of what led you to business coaching? Yeah, so uh, David, as you know, I spent uh, some years, uh, quite a few years ago, actually, getting my certification from Jack Canfield in life coaching, and I was exceptionally passionate about that. Still am personal development and sense, but the what happened during that process was um, I really enjoy watching, and which I implemented all of that at our previous organization, or a lot of it, I should say. I took of the sixty-seven success principles. I, I took the top twenty and introduced that within the the organization. Um, and with that, I was what I got from it. What was most rewarding for me was watching the tra- the personal transformation. The the people we were working with, watching them grow and develop, and have them come to me and say, "Hey, because of you, I'm making a six figure income. Because of you, I bought my first house. Because of you, I'm getting married, having my first kid, whatever." And I'm like, "No, no, no, it wasn't me. It was you. You did all the work. I just pointed you in the direction." And there was a lot of those employees. I know you had similar experiences, right? And so that's very gratifying. And and as I got, you know, my later in my career, it was that was. Um, that was the jack or high that I would get. Um, and that was more compelling and more rewarding for me than all the sales acumen and things like that. Right. Was that, you know, I got to a point where, you know, being a top producing sales uh, manager or things like that, that was not as compelling as the personal transformation. That said, uh, when we went through our last transition, when we sold, uh, when, when our company got sold, uh, I started kind of looking around saying, okay, wh- where do I fit in? What is the right fit for me? What am I going to do? Uh, and what one of my challenges was, I kind of like, okay, well, we, I did well with that transition, um, but I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do anymore, right? I was like, okay, I'm, you know, this is what my my identity was, was this role uh, as a, an executive director of sales, right? And I'm like, now what do I do for the rest of my life, right? It was like, right. gonna, how, how am I going to get that fulfillment? And I tried, you know, insurance sales. I didn't really care for that. wasn't what I was looking for. And I had a coaching client, a personal coaching client that had a business and had mentioned to me, hey, I got some questions about my business. Can we talk about it? So more and more, our conversations went from personal growth to improving their business. And I said, look, I'm happy to help you with the business. 
but if we're really going to make a difference, we probably need to get your partner, his brother, involved and, and have a conversation what that looks like. Fast forward, you know, uh, they, they asked me to come in, help them improve sales. I sit down with them. I show them what I think I can do for them. And um, th within five months, sales are up 28%. Everybody's ecstatic. Everybody's high-fiving. And then COVID hit. And yeah. so, you know, this, I, I'm making this career transition. I'm, I'm going all in on this coaching thing. I even pivoted into business coaching for personal development because I really felt like that was more um, up my alley, more, more specific to my skill sets and what I'm comfortable with. And, you know, I'm the guy who sits around and I, I love analyzing businesses, right? Looking at financial statements and stuff like that. Not what most people are into. Um, but that's, you know, I, I enjoy that. And because of that, this is what I really thought would be a lot of fun. That and, and But initially, like I said, all I thought I was going to do was just focus on driving sales. And then when COVID hit, it was like, whoa, huh, this might require a pivot here. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, you know, everybody was shut down. Right. And and now they were they were considered uh, essential. So they stayed open. But uh, but the conversations turned from increasing sales to how are we going to pay to keep the doors open? Yeah. So they're like, well, what about this PPP thing we keep hearing about? Or what about this idle loan? Or what about the ERC tax credit? Or, And so the, my my focus went from trying to drive sales results, although that was still a component of it. It was damage control. How do we keep the business alive? Right. Really triage at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so and, and in addition to that, um, you know, they came to me and said, well, what should we do? And I'm like, well, one thing I do know about unique scenarios like that, when if if you as a business have the resources to ride out the wave of a difficult transition, like like COVID was, like 2008 economic circumstances might have been, uh, when you have the cash flow, or you can batten down the hatches and really tighten up the business and get through that tough scenario, the beauty of that is, is when you come out the other side typically there's a lot less competition yeah for sure. because the average small business owner is about 60 to 90 days from insolvency they don't have they don't they don't typically sit on it yeah they're not sitting on a ton of cash yeah. so if something like covid came along and this is why we saw tons of restaurants go out of business during covid not just because people couldn't come to the restaurants but because they didn't have the resources to pivot and start doing excessive deliveries and all that kind of stuff and they couldn't adjust their businesses accordingly and, and many of them just because they couldn't, you know, they couldn't make the adjustment. They didn't have the cash to make the transition. So all of that said, what ended up happening was through that process is I realized there's a lot of small business owners out there. And I say small, you know, let's say t sub 25 million yeah. in revenue. Uh, but a lot of our target audience in the very beginning was sub a million dollars. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of these small business owners, they're, they're, really good at what they do. I've, I've said this many times on our show. They're really good at what they do. They just don't have the level of insight that you might need in those types of scenarios. And so I, you know, I started realizing, man, I have a lot more value to offer your average small business owner. Then through that process, there was, there were two specific things that happened. The first one was, and this even goes back before that, when I was going through the life coaching, there was a woman that I had a, a conversation with I'd asked her to help me with my personal branding. And I, I'd, uh, I'd said to her, you know, I told her I wanted to be a life coach. And she asked me, she goes, why do you want to be a life coach? And I told her what I said about, you know, the personal transformation, all that kind of stuff. And she says, I see that. She goes, but 
and she's a very intuitive person, right? She really kind of picked up on my personality. She goes, I, I, I see that about you. You, you have a big heart, all that stuff. But, um, she goes, but I really see you as a business person. She goes, I think you'd be better off as a business coach. That was like 2015. Wow. So wow. fast forward to 2019, four years later, and it clicked with me. I When I started working with that first client and then going through everything that we went through with COVID in the first six months or so, I was like, I see what she saw. I, I understand now what she was trying to tell me then. I didn't hear it then. I totally understood it at that point. And then yeah. the second thing that happened is I started doing a ton of research on small businesses. I really started going all in on being a, a, a business coach. Um, I transitioned the my biz coach brand name. We didn't have the my biz coach brand name. And during that period, what ended up coming out of that was uh, when I did all the research, I realized I wasn't off. Like I like I'm having the conversation with this particular client, and then ahead of other people say, "Hey, we need help with this PPP. Could you help us figure out this figure this out?" And yeah. I'd say, well, "This is how I help this client. This should help you do this, right?" And and then somebody else was like, "Well, I heard about this idle loan. Should we take that?" You know, I'm like, "Well, I can't give that type of advice, but." Here's where you, what you heard the pluses and minuses you might want to consider. And so all of a sudden it wasn't about driving sales. It wasn't about marketing strategy. It wasn't about, you know, sales process or, or whatever. It was like, you know, it was, it was, how do I keep my business alive? Right. To that whole yeah. concept of the triage concept. And, and it was a lot of businesses. And I'm like, man, there are so many people that need these resources. And if there are coaches out there that are capable of doing it, Either they're not willing to work with these clients or they don't know how to do some of these things. I, I yeah. couldn't figure out what it was, but I felt compelled to step in and help people. And so I did what I knew how to do, which is go out and just do networking. And as you know, networking was pretty limited during COVID. So as we kind of and we began to come out of that phase and I could start my network and I did, I did some aggressive networking got out there, started meeting people. And I would tell people here, I recognize that the average small business owner only makes $57,000 a year, according to 2007 or 2022 um, IRS statistics. Um, I, I, that was 2020, sorry, uh, 2020. Um, then I said that the average small business owner works 55 hours a week. And then uh, some of the other statistics, I, I, I've mentioned this many times on the show, uh, I, I went to, um, I'd heard that 80% of small business owners that list their business to sell, never sell. Wow. So not whether or not they sell the business, but went to list their business. They had every intention of selling their business and 80% of them don't sell. Yeah. And so I went to, I met a, um, a gentleman who's a business broker here in the, in the Phoenix metro area. And he had been even on the Arizona Business Brokers Association as the president for quite a few years. I want to say maybe it's 10 years or something like that and been a broker for 38 years in the Valley. And he said to me, and, and now he didn't, he didn't only do businesses in Arizona, but that's probably where he operated. He said to me, I said, I said, I heard it was 80%. He goes, I don't know if it's 70%, I don't know if it's 90%, but I will tell you it's the vast majority of businesses don't sell. And then he broke it down for me. And he told me why they don't typically have good books. So the financials aren't good. So when a person looks to buy the business, they don't have the kind of data they need to make a good decision. Um, they don't have a good strategic leadership transition plan. So yeah. meaning that the business owner is the business 
and they no. don't have a general manager or president that runs the day to day that would transition with the business. Um, they don't have documented marketing and sales processes, so they can't show how they recreate transactions every month, like marketing that would show this is how many leads we bring in in this month. This is how many of the sales we convert. They don't track that data. They don't, they're not good at those things. He goes, so he starts running through all the reasons why they can't sell. And I'm like, well, I could fix all those reasons. I know yeah. how to fix them. I've done those with other companies. Yeah. And yeah. so that's when I got super passionate. And then the last, the last trigger was there was a gentleman that I met through this process and the, he told me why he got into business coaching. And I will say that I probably borrow that story and it's a pretty meaningful story, but he tells a story about a brother that had a business, was struggling with the business. The business was failing and throughout the process was so bad. He took his own life. Oh man. Took his own life because he felt like at least the insurance policy will help provide for my family because at this point I'm failing and the business is going under and there's nothing I can do about it. Man, that's true. So, absolutely. And so I, you know, I, I can't completely internalize that because I didn't experience that, but hearing that story and all of that information and seeing these stories of people struggling and watching all those restaurants, I mean, literally people, restaurants down the street from where my wife and I go eat, they're shutting down their business. And I'm like, I'm watching people get out of, be put out of business. And there's some of those people, many of those people, I believe I could have helped. Yeah. And so I got very passionate about what I could do and how I could help businesses. Um, now, there's a lot that goes into that statement because, quite honestly, at the end of the day, I've also realized that a lot of people don't listen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's you don't leave the horse to the water. You can't make a drink. Yeah. I can walk them to the ocean, but <laughs> they're all the water you need. Water in their mouth, and it won't. <laughs> uh, I get that. It. I get that. <laughs> but all of that said, I mean, it, it, it's um, you know very compelling. I, I, as I said, as I as I continue to really kind of evolve in this business over the last now it's been four and a half years. I really look at it and I'm like, man, I, I the, the the transition that we've had, the 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 way that's evolved, I mean, it still hasn't, you know, it's a, the momentum is building more and more. I can feel the swell of the wave coming behind me. Uh, you know, for a surfing analogy, I can feel the swell, you know, coming up behind me and I can feel the back end lifting up and getting ready to ride it. Um, and it's taken some time to figure out what this is, but the passion has been there since the very beginning because I watched these uh, businesses struggle in many cases. And, and, and you know, uh, there, there's successful businesses that just need to improve on things. And then there's struggling businesses that could be Im Im impacted as well. And at the end of the day, it really just comes down to, um, you know, identifying where the gaps are. Yeah. Coming up with two or three solutions that are going to solve that in a definable time frame, which is typically 90 to 180 days, um, we can do a lot to impact the business if we can get the owner and, the, and the, the core portion of the team to do the things that need to be done to have the success. But um, yeah. and that is that now that's my new jack, right? That's my new high is helping a business kind of turn the corner and, and, and get where they want to go. Yeah, no, I appreciate sharing that, Eric. And I think there's a lot in that story and, and in your journey to, to where you are now as a coach, that's going to resonate with people. And, you know, somebody might be watching this and maybe they've thought about coaching, 
maybe they haven't, um, you know, maybe they've sold a business and are wondering what's next, or, you know, they're working in somebody else's business and want to make that transition out, kind of do things on their own. Um, maybe talk a little bit about, you know, as a coach and thinking about, you know, the, the profession of business coaching, what are some of the advantages? Why would somebody want to get into business coaching apart from, you know, maybe just helping people out or is that the main reason kind of walk us through that if you would. Yeah. So I would definitely say helping people out. If you don't have that natural inclination, I wouldn't do this. Right. Uh, I, I wouldn't suggest that to anybody who doesn't have that um, in their DNA, for lack of a better. Yeah, you know, yeah. You really have to have that. Beyond that, I think that there's another piece that's really important. And I, I would call it what we um, you know, I learned from from Tony Robbins, which is the Kanai constant and never ending improvement. Um, he all he says that and then there's also the always being a lifetime learner mm -hmm. so i take that up the kanai is important to me because if 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 you look at something and you inherently feel like i can improve this not me i'm not trying to be egotistical i'm saying i see something and i i recognize it's broken i'm wired that way there are other people that are wired that way i look at things and i'm like ooh, that could be better would you yeah. like some advice because i'd love to help you yeah. I'd like to help you make it better, make it more efficient, make it more disciplined, you know, more organized, whatever. And so there's that, that I'm wired that way. And so this is fulfilling for me in that regard, when I can work with a client and help improve something about their business. And then the lifelong learner, like, I don't believe I know everything. I know a lot about a handful of things and that makes me helpful uh, but what really I think sets me apart from other coaches, in my opinion, is as I engage with these clients. Every time I engage with a new client, I'm learning a new business. Right. And I yeah. love that. I yeah. love learning about a new business. If there is anything that I could have said that I didn't care for about the better part of my wireless career was we did the same thing for 23 years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. it made me really good at it over time. Uh, you know, but there, it was, there was, there was a point in my career, I'm going to say it's probably around year 15 ish, somewhere in there where it was like, I I've done this so many times. I don't know how much more, how many more times I want to do this. <laughs> right. Right. And so to that point, I think that that was one of the things that really resonated with me was when you engage with a new client or for however many clients you may have. Each one of them gives you something new to focus on and kind of learn about and develop. And so you're constantly learning something new and constantly growing, which I'm a firm believer in. And there's no such thing as, 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 as neutral in life, right? You're constantly moving forward. You're moving forward and moving backwards. If you're sitting around being a sloth, you're moving backwards because you're actually regressing, right? Just by atrophy. Uh, but if you're moving forward, you're progressing, you're, you're learning, like I said. And so for me, it's just constantly learning. So I think that's a big component is you have to, you have to have this passion to want to improve things, find the better solutions, whatever it might be. You can't be, oh, this is the way we've always done it because that, that that's typically what got you where you are right now and why you're not happy with your results. You have to figure out how you could be, do it better. And then you have to want to constantly have that want to learn more, understand more. And it can't be because the world's coming to an end. You have to be prog progressively looking at it and saying, okay, how can I make this better? Yeah. So I, I think those are those are two main things that from a a, a a mental focus that you really have to bring to the table. And I think that the I think another thing that comes with it is and a benefit then uh, would be the flexibility and the autonomy. Yeah, I sure. determine my schedule. I determine the hours I work. 
I make my calendar, people make appointments in my calendar when I make my time available for them. Yeah. Right. So I have some certain clients that we plug in and they're the same time every week. And I have other clients that, you know, they, they take my calendar function and they find a spot that's open based on what I've already projected out what I want to do and when I want to be available. So I get to do my workouts when I want to work out. I get up and do my uh, uh, I call it my head work, you know, my writing and, and things like that. My posts on this, on on, on uh, my social media or whatever. I get to do that when I want to do that. And then I work when when uh, when I'm available. Right. And so I think that there's a lot of that. A lot of people like that concept. So that's another benefit, I think, that yeah. uh, a lot of people would find. Now, can you make any money doing it, Eric? I know somebody out there saying, you know, like, sounds great. I'm going to help people. There's flexibility, but am I going to actually make any money with this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can do all right with it. Um, <laughs> no, I would say, you know, you could, well, you absolutely can have an executive income from doing this. And I'm going to say you can do it working half the hours. So, if you wanted to put in a 50 hour week, you could absolutely make multiple hundreds of thousands a year. Um, and there's components of this, you know, business model that we haven't touched yet. And like what, one of the things we haven't done yet is we haven't gone after uh, bigger, much bigger clients. And yeah. there's an opportunity there for us to, to, to look at some of these larger clients where we might even do a six figure engagement. Um, you know, currently doing research on that right now, uh, even, even potentially talk to one client that might create that kind of an opportunity where it's a six figure engagement for a year, um, for one individual client. Uh, and that's not a 50 hour commitment for that one client. That's, that's maybe a 10 hour commitment a week. So yeah, you can, you can definitely do well. Um, you know, we, what was proposed to me when I first started the model, when I started coaching, was a model of, you know, you'd, you'd engage somebody for, let's just say, for the sake of argument, $1,000 a month. $1,000 a month, you get yourself 10 clients, you're making 120 grand a year. That's a decent living. I, I Not a lot of people do that. I mean, that probably puts you in the top, definitely puts you in the top 10%, might even be top 6 or 8% in income earners. Um, decent. Uh, but the executive level income, the the two fifty to five hundred thousand a year, very attainable and very attainable with probably a thirty hour work week. Uh, depending on the clients, depending on what your skill sets are, depending on the availability. So yeah, and you know uh, if you're, let's say you're a little more seasoned, even more seasoned than I am, and uh, you know you're you're uh, winding down your career. What a great way to make an extra 60, 75, even $100,000 a year, probably working less than 20 hours. Yeah. Yeah. So partial retirement step before full retirement. But yeah. Yeah. But honestly, depending on your, depending on your ambition, you could do that right up until whenever. Right. I mean, because you can do it wherever, which talking about the flexibility. I mean, there's coaches uh, that I'm familiar with that they, they operate, uh, South America, Central America, um, one moved to Australia. You can operate from anywhere in the world, right? Especially yeah. with Zoom now. That's that's that was the kicker. That was really what changed during COVID. It, it for me anyway is I realized, wow, everybody's willing to just do this stuff on Zoom now, and yeah. uh, or whatever, right? Some kind of format of, of video conferencing, and I'm like, it's not even socially acceptable. It's almost expected at this point. Yeah. 
Um, you don't have to get on a plane and fly somewhere to go meet with a client. It, just jump on a Zoom call, have a conversation, talk through what you're going to do. And so it's a game changer in this business model. And it really creates uh, a unique opportunity to build a business that um, not only, to your point, meaningful compensation, but um, uh, very rewarding and um, creates a lot of opportunity to kind of live the way you want to live. You know, it's interesting you said that, Eric. I mean, you know, certainly that level of earning would be, appe you know, appealing to people, the flexibility of the work schedule. There's kind of something in between there that that uh, I don't know if you have thoughts on, but resonated with me as you were you were saying it is you get to choose the clients you work with. And I, and I, I think that's an important thing for people to think about is, you know, when you're in, in a corporate job or things like that, you don't always get to choose who you work with or the people, maybe even clients of that company that you have to deal with. But as a, a business coach, you, you get to choose who you work with. And that's kind of a big deal. So any thoughts on that? Yeah, it is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> After spending many, many years working with people that I have phenomenal relationships and I love to this day, there's people I, I wish... I could connect with more of the, some of the people we worked with over the years. Yeah. Um, but there was also a fair share of people. I was more than happy that I wouldn't have to deal with. No them. names, Eric, no names, yeah. <laughs> no names, no names. I learned my lesson. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, at the end of the day, the reality is, um, you know, to be fair, when you first start the business, you may be, you may take on clients that maybe aren't the ideal fit, but you don't know that yet. You'll figure that out as you go. Um, the that's what I did anyway. <laughs> uh, but what what does happen as you get more clear on what you're looking to do, you're you're uh, very comfortable in your own skin in the regard that you know what you're capable of doing. You know um, the different businesses that you, that resonate with you. You know the different types of clients that resonate with you. You pick up on the personalities that you click with, and to your point, you're working with people you want to be working with. That. Yeah. That is a game changer when you look at it. When you look at the great resignation and the number of people that are out there today that are frustrated that they're working for an organization that doesn't, they don't feel like values them or a supervisor that they don't feel like values them or, you know, even worse yet, treats them poorly. Uh, the number of people that are just, you know, hey, I don't want this environment. This isn't good for me. It's funny. I was reading an, another statistic. I think it was uh, Ormosi um, had uh uh, a piece in there. It was a study that was done. It was some Ivy League school. I can't remember which one it was, but it was some of the effect of if you're if you're in an environment where you're surrounded by top performers, you operate like fifteen or eighteen percent better. If you're in an environment where you're surrounded by underperformers, you actually denigrate your performance by as much as twenty or thirty percent. It's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> so to your point, being able to work with people you want to work with, it's uplifting, yeah. right? It, it, there, there's significant value there. So when I think about people that are working in a job environment that they don't love um, and they have skill sets, right? Or they're willing to invest in developing skill sets. I mean, I'll tell you right now, um, I love to have more coaches that have some, some digital marketing experience or are willing to learn more. I mean, you know, um, Having somebody uh, that, you know, the, the time that, that we've spent in understanding how to do uh, video conferencing, not video conferencing, but to, to do this show, right? To, to, yeah. This was a learning process over a year now. 
Um, but that's, you know, having people willing to take on tasks like that or want to learn that and then they can share that with somebody else. That's a valuable skill. And there's a lot of people out there right now that are willing to pay somebody to do that. I mean, to just to be a producer for for a podcast like this, um, that's probably a six figure income you know, for, for a handful of podcasts. Yeah, if it's priced correctly and set up correctly. And so may not be a direct business coach, but I can tell you there's lots of business coaches that would like to be able to create a podcast and do what we do, uh, yeah. but they don't have the time and they don't have the the bandwidth to, to, to sit and figure this out. Um, and so somebody as a business coach could create that business model just like that. And there's so many opportunities with the level of technology. AI in itself is a whole opportunity to try and do that. Yeah. No, I think as you look at each one of the things you mentioned on its own, certainly compelling, right? But I think it's when when you really get that harmony of all those different pieces, right? You've got enough clients, you know, they're they're paying you you well, you're enjoying who you're working with, you have some flexibility, you're actually helping people out, you're seeing their businesses grow. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good spot to be in, right? I mean, I gotta imagine that feels pretty rewarding for you when you're in that type of environment and you, that's your day-to-day, right? Yep. I, so I will tell you this, and I, I've i come to this conclusion probably in, in the last year, so probably about a year ago. Uh, and it's been a challenge, right? I mean, starting the business isn't easy, right? And, and so, yeah, especially when you don't know, right? I'm getting insight. I'm learning stuff as I go. I don't exactly know what's a perfect fit for me. I'm still feeling that out during these last four years. But, um, you know, one of the things that that was in and because there was nobody that had a business in a box that would show me step by step how to do some of these things, I had to figure it out on my own. Yeah. And that was super frustrating. And there's lots of companies out there that offer a business coaching solution or something like that. Uh, there's franchises that do that for 50 75 100,000. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's a fair chunk of money to invest yeah. in something to know to find out afterwards. You know what? I don't really like this. This isn't fun. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and by the way, try and sell that business. Good luck. You can't sell yeah. it cuz it ain't worth anything cuz you didn't build anything, right? So right. Yeah. Um yeah, that's I go down that path, but I mean that's there's not a lot of great opportunities to come in, put your toe in the water. Find out if this is something that works for you. I mean, you could, to your point, if I was an employee today, um, and I'm going to say my statement here in a second, but if I was an employee today, I'm making 60 grand a year in my job. I'm five years into my career. Um, I'm not really loving it, but I'm doing it. I kind of like some of the people I'm working with, but I know I could do more. I'm also in an environment where the chances of me getting promoted anytime soon aren't really strong because there's, you know, handful of people ahead of me or whatever, I got to jump over, you know, five people to get to that opportunity. I probably have to wait another two or three years at that age. I'm probably pretty ambitious and don't want to wait that long. Yeah. Now uh, I'll say that there's something for learning what you need to learn, you know, to be able to develop it. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and, but I will also tell you, and this is my statement, if I go back and I look at myself in my early or sorry, late 20s, when I found wireless sales, which is what I invested 23 years of my life into, when I found that career, I was like, oh, my God, I wish I had found this 10 years ago. Yeah. Right. I, I And I will tell that I say anybody who asked me, if you'd asked me 10 years ago, I would have said, 
I wish I had found that 10 years earlier. Yeah. Now today, if you were to ask me that same question, I wish I had found this yeah. 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and, for sure. and you know, would I have been as good at that time? No, I wouldn't have had the same amount of life experience. Uh, but I would have learned probably faster, quite honestly. Yeah. And and that's not to take anything away from some of the life experiences or career uh opportunities that I had. Uh, but I would say that this is um you know, working with different types of companies, learning from those types of companies, but for learning from those companies, what I learned um, might have limited some of my options to go bigger with bigger companies. But the amount of learning that you get fast is so much more. Yeah. Um, and, and there's so many different types of, of levels of engagement. So not sure I'm 100 percent convinced that that was exactly would have been the best path for me. But I can tell you. I wish I had found this space yeah. 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Because I the um, where where we'd be today, where where myself would I would be, and then where my best coaches would be, you know, tenfold different, hundredfold yeah. different, probably. Yeah. Well, you brought up an interesting point, Eric, which is, you know, when you started in this, even though you had done life coaching and had a, a ton of you know, I don't want to say decades because that makes you sound really old, but decades. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you had a lot of business experience. Um, you know, it was still a still transition, right? And you didn't have yeah. that guide. And I was just thinking, man, it'd be awesome if there was some sort of solution out there where somebody's, you know, learned the lessons, they've got some software, they've got some tools and processes and all of that in place where they could, you know, maybe have a conversation and see if this is right for them. And then, you know, maybe, you know, start that path with a mentor. So have you heard of any service like that that exists or? Yeah, I don't know if you could team that up any better for me. I appreciate that, dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So as you well know, uh, we've uh, we've been bringing on coaches for the last um, last uh, year and a half or so. And uh, yeah, our, our, our goal for 2024 alone. So this was a goal that I had a year ago was over the next three years to get a hundred coaches last year. I realized that the model we had wasn't going to work the way I wanted it to work. And so we had to retrench it and we re redeveloped it and retuned it and uh, redefined who we thought would be the ideal candidate. And I do believe that we have a couple of good niche candidates. that are a great fit for this. Um, but we went through and we created it. And now our goal is this year to bring in a hundred coaches. So our goal is to get to 100 uh, business coaches in, in 2024. Um, we've made it uh, uh, like a business in a box, to your point, and we've created a scenario where we will help people find their client base, find their target audience, find their niche, um, so that they're you know uh, uh, what they're you know, most comfortable in to get them off the ground and running faster. Allow them to do it on a part-time basis so they can you know, keep the full-time job so they don't have to go all in. But, you know, if you've got the bandwidth and you've got the capability and you've got the uh, resources, um, then I would encourage you to go all in. But if you don't and you have to because you have other obligations, responsibilities, then what a great opportunity to come in learn this on the side and then transition when the time is right. It, I mean, it's, I, I, I shudder to call it a side hustle because I can't imagine anybody who's got a business would want a coach who's doing it as a side hustle. Yeah. But 
uh, if you're a capable, uh, competent individual who understands you've got some good uh, key business skill sets, maybe you're a leader in, within an organization, you're a sales manager role, you're a marketing director or something like that. Um, those are very phenomenal skills to be able to bring to an organization and many companies could benefit from your skill set. Um, you know, if you've managed people and you're good at managing people, um, if you've got a lot of experience in the HR realm, there's a lot of business owners that are struggling with that. Finance is another big one. If you got accounting and finance and you, not just tax preparation, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about somebody who understands KPIs and how to benchmark and, and create budgets and, and uh, help a business owner understand uh, their financial plan for the next year. Right. When when you have those types of skill sets, and you got that kind of background. You can be a phenomenal coach. Matter of fact, somebody today who's doing uh, maybe a fractional CFO. Right. You, you're familiar with those terms, fractional COO, stuff like that. Those those actually would be great candidates to be a business coach. And you're doing what you're doing as a standalone. But if you operated with us under the brand, you would actually benefit from the additional resources that we can provide. And there's a lot of additional sources like like marketing strategies and things like that that we can bring to the table. Um, you know, we've built out the the platform for the My Biz Coaches, which we're going to expand on in 2024 and offer more for other coaches to be able to benefit from. Um, yeah. So as we continue to build that out and create more opportunity, it's just you know why why do it on your own as a one as a standoff one person all by yourself when we collectively as a group can be a, a stronger unit, right? Yeah. So, but that's build that model and putting that together so that somebody can come in and actually, like I said, have an opportunity to start a business in a box, right? That's that's really kind of the, the rationale that we've gone with. Well, and Eric, you, you mentioned earlier, right? When you were starting out, I mean, certainly there are, you know, similar coaching programs where they certify and they've got software and tools and processes. And you mentioned, I think something, uh, or at least I've seen, you know, 50, 60, 100, 120,000 for those types of programs. Where does this kind of program fit in that mix? Much lower. <laughs> very, very affordable. Uh, now, it, we have stages to it, right? So what yeah. we did is we recognized that there's a need for somebody coming in who can't invest $50,000 into starting a coaching business. Uh, and can't afford to go six months, a year without an income or at least a steady, reliable income. Uh, so we created a model where they can come in and they can get the tools and the resources they need, the marketing strategies, the, 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 the tools that they need, um, you know, and, and put all that together so they can build up into that. And um, and then bring it on as they as they're ready for the next level, right? For as you, as they're ready to level up, they get past their first couple of clients. You got a few few hundred, uh, maybe a few thousand dollars coming in. Um, now they've got a meaningful business model, right? They got to, and, and they can see how they can go from there to the, from one level to the next level, um, you know. But that's uh, as we invest the the, the resource and 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 create the. Uh, strategy for those 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 coaches they can they can actually have the opportunity to progress through that and through that space yeah and I, and I think that's super smart right because not only do you have uh, for your clients right you have varying price levels based on level of commitment kind of where they're at what they want to achieve you know how long that engagement's going to be so you've got you know kind of these solutions for various budgets but i think you've also got that for your coaches too you know depending on where you're at 
Um, are you running a business today that's around coaching? You know, is this your first time getting into coaching, right? You've got all these different offers available so that somebody can find something that works well for them and an investment that they're comfortable with. So I think that's, uh, that's really cool. Absolutely. And I think the other piece of that too, for somebody, if I was a client and David, you know, you're, let's just say for the sake of argument, we'll go back 15 years, David, yep. right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> David, David, 15 years ago. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, you want to be a business coach, which yeah. that would have been an appealing role to you 15 years ago. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, and um, but you didn't have the skill set that you have today. Right. You didn't have the experience. Right. You didn't have all the knowledge that you did. But you were ambitious. You were driven. You were super smart. So the, the opportunity for you was how could I get to become a coach? Yeah. And yeah. who would take me seriously enough to allow me to work with them? Right. So the first thing we do, let's say, for instance, we take, you know, 25 uh, year old David and, and, and we say, OK, well, what 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 are you good at? Yeah. Right. Where 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 can we invest your time and energy so you can develop the skills to get better at this? And then how can we leverage that skill to make you a business coach and show you some of these other resources that are going to make you even a more well-rounded business coach? But you can leverage your strengths let's say in digital marketing or something yeah. that inherently comes natural to you. Right. Yeah. Um, or, you know, and whoever that person is, and you think about it from that perspective, what are the things that come natural to you that you're very comfortable in? Uh, and, and then we can leverage that. And now you take that, we give you some leadership development skills. We give you some, some, some coaching on how to engage with clients and you're backed by a group of coaches that some of us have 30 years, 35 years in, in business yeah. uh, and, 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 and we're there to support you. So, for instance, you get a client, 25 year old David, and you're struggling with, you know, what that conversation looks like. And we can walk you through that process with the client. Um, so the point is, one is to ensure that you're not with a client that you're not ready for. Yeah. Right. So we don't we you don't hurt your opportunity. You're not letting the client down and we're not um you know uh denigrating our brand yeah right so the client gets the right experience so one we want to make sure so it's not just like we're you know hey you never coached before here you go here's a couple of clients and and you know and the clients are like this guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about right (laughs) (laughs) right But, but we can take somebody who's got who's capable who's got some practical skills that are applicable to the different owners or, you know, and ever, and, and then we can bring them through that process and help them identify what it is that they're good at. Because if um, I'm trying, well, I know for a fact that Jack was one of the first ones that I heard say that, but I know that I've heard tons of developmental coaches all say, you can be a coach wherever you're at. Matter of fact, you've got some experience, your son's doing martial arts. Uh, as soon as you are the next level up in the belt. You are now expected yeah. to teach the belt behind you. That's true. Yeah, he is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's part of the development. Part of yeah. the development in martial arts to get to the next level is to demonstrate not only your understanding and comprehension of the existing you know, skills that you're trying to develop under the new belt, the belt you're yeah. moving to, but you're also required to demonstrate your current experience and, and knowledge and understanding and comprehension of the stuff that you trained before. And the, re- the way you do that is by teaching other people. Right. So, yeah. you know, where you're at, don't try and coach to somebody that's, you know, of 
you know, beyond your capability. Don't try and, you know, fix a business that's that that you don't have the experience for. But there are people that are starting a business tomorrow that don't know what you know. Right. Yeah. Right. There's people starting a business today that could benefit from the insight and guidance and the, in the, in the um, uh, um, knowledge that you have. And yeah. so, you know, get in where you fit in and then play that role and then grow and build. And after a half a dozen, a dozen clients, guarantee you, you're going to know a heck of a lot more than you do today. And consequently, a year, two years down the road, you're going to be talking about bigger and bigger clients. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, you touched on something, Eric, that I want to just kind of reiterate, because I, I think it's an important distinction with my biz coaches in general, both for clients and for coaches, is you look at some of these other, um, you know, coaching organizations, right? And, and nothing against them, do a great job, right? Um, but, but the cost is so high. And so what a lot of people end up doing is they say, I'm going to do this lone wolf, kind of figure it out on my own. Um, you know, kind of trying to do it on a shoestring budget. And, and, and we both understand that. And, and, you know, sometimes that's what you have to do when you're starting a business. But I think what's awesome about my biz coaches is for a very reasonable investment, what you're getting is exactly what you talked about is the ability to tap into a network of other coaches, right? And so yep. let's say you've got somebody that has, you know, a ton of experience in the healthcare industry, but have never done anything around manufacturing, right? But there's a coach within my biz coaches who's done 30 years of that. Now they have an opportunity to bring in and leverage the experience of another coach within the my biz coaches family, right? And that allows them to serve their client even more. And so for your clients, right, they may be getting a coach and they're working with them on, you know, a specific skill set of theirs, but they've been through the my biz coaches certification. So they have this well-rounded grounding, right? And all these other things too, but hey, if there's specialized experience from another coach, I can bring that into the mix. And you're just not gonna get that in all these other programs. And I think it's important for coaches to understand that because man, what an amazing support network, but for your clients, it's such a better experience and they get that much better advice. And I think that's a really powerful thing that you guys offer. Absolutely. I appreciate that, David. I, you said it very well. I mean, the, the reality is you could, right? Like I, I believe that the best business coaches are pretty generic. That's uh, not a good word. Yeah. General. Generalist, right. yeah. And a little bit of everything. They're, they're a generalist. Yeah. And it was funny because I had a conversation with somebody who's a lawyer and she's like, I'm a generalist in a lot of different areas. Uh, I know a lot about all these different things. And yeah. um, uh, but the, the 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 key is if you the deeper you go in a particular area of uh, a business, any business, whatever it might be, the, the more specialized you become. There is value in that. But there's also something lost in that. Yeah. You may be really deep in marketing, let's say, for instance, and that's super valuable for a company that needs that. But at the same time, if you can't translate marketing and, and align it appropriately with the sales organization and help the sales organization understand what a good sales process looks like, the value of what you bring to the table in marketing is going to get lost if we can't fix the sales process. Right. Yeah. Right. And so you have to at least have that general understanding of what a good sales process looks like. And yeah. even if you don't write compensation plans and you don't, you don't help define and, and, and develop a, a sales manager or something like that, even if that's not part in your wellhouse, you at least understand the sales process well enough to define a good sales process and make sure that the marketing strategy aligns with the sales process and there's a good cohesive transition between the two. Um, yeah. And if you can do that, then you're a good business coach. And that's yeah. that's that's a good example of a good business coach. Somebody who understands how to tie that. Oh, and by the way, 
just because you know the marketing and the sales, what about the operations? Can you right. can you deliver? Right? Because if I can if I can market and I can sell it, but I can't deliver it, right? And that's my gap because my operations aren't aren't tight, then I've got a disconnect there. So the irony of that whole scenario is it's actually better to be a generalist and understand all the different components to a certain degree. And then yeah. if you, because of your life experience, you're really deep in a particular area, it just makes you that much more valuable. But you yeah. do have to have the general sense of how it all works together. Otherwise, you're leaving something out. But to your point, I don't have to be the specialist because I guarantee you with 100 coaches, we're going to have a handful of specialists in that particular area. So if a business... Yeah particularly needs that kind of insight let's say leadership development right either you or i could sit down with any organization who's got a half a dozen to a dozen uh, you know inexperienced managers who needs to yeah. let's say they're they're you know ramping up some uh brick and mortar locations and they need somebody to run each of those locations you or i could write an entire structure for them yeah. build out a leadership development process even create a a defined program of what that looks like and what they need to progress through at each level so that it can actually elevate themselves to a VP or something like that. And we can help build that out for an organization. Yeah. Right. right? No, so because yeah. we have that level of specificity in our development skill. Right. Yeah. But the average coach doesn't need to have that. We can help yeah. them with that because that's only a window of, 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 of yeah. what we do. Well, and that's, and that's, and that's, as you're saying that, what, what my brain jumps to is, you know, of any business owner I've ever met, worked with, known, you know, consulted with, whatever, they never have one problem, right? No. They have a lot of yeah. problems and a lot yes. of different things. And so if you're only good at solving one problem, you're really not a great coach because now I got to go get a coach for this and a coach for this and a exactly. guru for that and a consultant and a freelancer here versus a coach who can solve 85% of my problems, or at least guide me in the right direction. And then, you know, they can help fill in with, you know, my biz coaches and the team of coaches, or I go get one specialist in this one area, you know, because it's a little more nuanced, right? That is tremendously helpful to a client. Yeah. And I would believe that, right? I, that, that's the way I envisioned it. When we started yeah. building it and I started looking and bringing in other coaches, that was the first thing I recognized is like, look, I'm really good at, I don't know, if there's 12 things in a business, I'm good at about eight of them, yeah. maybe nine, right? Yeah. But there's three that I'm not going to try and sell you on that I could do yeah. for you, right? Yeah. And, and if that's the case, and that's what you need, but I can do, to your point, you've got a dozen things that need to be yeah. fixed. I can help with eight or nine of them. I'll go find the specialist to bring yeah. in to help with those other three. Yeah. Well, and, you, and oftentimes those three... You're going professional services, right? You're, you need an attorney for that, or a CPA, or you know, exactly. like exactly. I can tell you what I would do, but you should probably talk to somebody who specializes in tax law, right? You know, or that kind of thing. Yep. So, and well, and, and 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 as you know, I spend as much time building those relationships with yes, what we're calling vendor partners to yeah. introduce yeah. to our clients. So, right. CPAs, um, bookkeeping uh, solutions like top quality bookkeeping solutions and knew how to that know how to do job costing and all that kind of stuff. Um, business lawyers who understand um, uh, uh, partnership agreements, who understand uh, franchise law, who understand, right. Right. We're, we're, these are the types of company, the, the, the connections we're making so that we can make that introduction to our client because that's outside of our space. Right. I can speak to a certain point, but then I'm going to say, okay, now you need professional engagement here. 
let me make a few recommendations. I recommend this person, this person, this person. Yeah. And that's, that's powerful, right? Versus going on Google and I don't know this, how many cases a year this guy touches or right. you know, how long he's been a CPA yeah. or is he good. You know, well, you and I think the other piece of that is I would add what we often do, and this is what I've found in my experience of doing this. What we often do is we go to somebody that we know, like, or trust, and we say, hey, who do you know? Right. Yeah. Or that one person had an experience with a lawyer for something that was, you know, maybe yeah. business oriented, maybe not business oriented, but they had, you know, like, oh, yeah, I can do that. But that's not their specialty. Yeah. I don't know that I'd go with that, that lawyer. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I, you know, for instance, if I'm doing an operating agreement and I'm doing, you know, and I'm trying to define um, between for my partner and I outlining all the, all the responsibilities that we both have, how we want to manage dissolution, how we manage, you know, agreed to sell all those kind of things. I want somebody who's done 20, 30, 40 of those agreements. Yeah. I don't right. want somebody who's figuring it out for the first time just because they're a lawyer. Yeah. No, right? I think, I think that's the key is it's not just, yeah, I know five good lawyers, you know, that, that specialize sure. in business. It's, Hey, based on your type of business or the unique legal situation you're working through, this particular lawyer would be best for you. I mean, that's, I mean, you're not even charging extra for that. I don't, I don't think, right. No, that's no. part of the service. Right. And that's, no. that's pretty important right there. Cause now they know they're going to get the right advice from the right person. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and, and it, I, I don't know. <laughs> As I say that out loud, maybe referral fee or something. <laughs> well, no. And I think that that's, that's the whole point is though, is we want to make those relationships because and that that would be the you know you going back to the very beginning when we were talking about the where I got passionate in this whole process was understanding and and as you know David I've had fifteen of my own businesses this is my fifteenth right. business in thirty two years or whatever it's been and I've a lot of them have been different types of opportunities some of them were you know businesses like you remember the lead business that we we acquired you know a handful of years ago or whatever but don't, don't um, mention that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and then there was the coffee shop right we, the coffee yeah. shop um but my point is is that some of those businesses uh that the the when when I took those on or I, you know I, I learned a lot about running a small business yeah while also having this career helping somebody else build somebody else's larger business right and playing yeah. a very significant role in, in in scaling up a bigger business and the the economy of those two yeah. is so significantly different right you're like right. you're totally. and, yeah. and i know what it's like to be the business owner who has to do their own books who has to you know do their own sales process who has to show up and open the, the door every day with the key right yeah. and and, yeah. and uh um and then you know i also know what it's like to be on the other side and yeah. so when when we engage with a client, we help them understand, hey, look, we can appreciate where you're coming from. Let us help you see what these next steps need to look like. I think that's really valuable. And and and, and that doesn't have to be, for instance, your experience, David, if you're a coach for my biz coaches, it's it it could be the experience that I extend through you. Yeah. Because I have that experience, right? Yeah. Right. I, I just think that's, that's a compelling thing. And when you, you know, when you combine all the different resources that we provide for a client, it's way more than an individual solo coach could possibly do. Yeah. Well, and I think yeah. that's what makes it the right fit for somebody that's thinking about becoming a coach, right? Is look at, look at all of 
the variety of benefits that are available to you as a new coach that you're not going to get going out and doing it on your own or plugging into some monster, you know, $75,000 coaching program that's going to overwhelm you while you're not even sure if you like it or if you're going to be able to make a living off of it. Why not take a safer transition if, if you're in that spot in your career or if you're already doing coaching? you know, go, go in with a team of other coaches and benefit from that support and that structure. I mean, either way you look at it, it it's a win-win. So I don't yeah. know how people would do it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, yeah. you know, throwing it out. Well, uh, yeah. And, and actually you, you may remember, I actually did my due diligence on those franchise models. Yeah. Uh, for coaching. And, and, and one of the takeaways that I, I came away with was they all provided some great tools and resources, some, some, some core programs the the gap might have been in my eyes was how do i get my client right yep right and 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 you know you drop seventy five thousand dollars fifty thousand dollars on a coaching program and operate in the negative for i don't know three six months twelve months three six i, I think is reasonable depending on how good you are um but it, that's 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 a chunk of money that you're out of pocket that it's going to take you some time to make that money back. I mean, you know, you, you look at your average business model and, and you know that you're 12 to 18 months from profit. Yeah. You know, how many people are prepared to do that? So I'm, I'm going to say something and if I'm way off base, we'll just edit it out. Okay. But <laughs> if, if you've got. So if you're hearing this, you know that we didn't edit it out. <laughs> if you've got 70,000, if you're listening to this and you've got $70,000 plus, to invest in starting a coaching business, take about ten to fifteen thousand of that. Start working with my biz coaches and put the rest into marketing. That would be a much smarter strategy than dropping <laughs> all of that into a, a coaching program that's not going to give you the same level of support or um, you know the awesome software and those sorts of things. And spend fifty thousand dollars marketing your services as a my biz coach. That's that's what I would say. And and again, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's a much smarter strategy because what you need once you're certified with my biz coaches, you need clients. And then you can take that budget if you've got it. And man, you could do a lot of marketing in in the coaching space with fifty thousand dollars. But I don't know. Maybe you differ on that, Eric. I wish I had started with fifty thousand dollars in market. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. If you got it, man, you'd save would some have been money. a lot less networking events to go to. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, it's it's a great point, David. And and you know, at the end of the day, uh, the irony is, is I, I'm trying to think of um, uh, the you know I I, I heard somebody say I got a hundred thousand dollars, and I'm like, if it were me and I had that kind of cash, I'm like. I'd buy an existing business that already has cash flows. Yeah, right. You know my philosophy on that. Yeah. I'm I'm a big yeah. proponent of uh, you know buy yeah. then build, right? Yeah. Um, because I think at the in the end of the day, if you're sitting on that kind of cash, invest in something that's already there. Or to your point, right? You know, uh, get something that's uh, get something you can get in relatively inexpensively, but it gives you yeah. the value. And right. then leverage the additional resources you have because there's so much more you could do with that at that point. For Absolutely. sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason to to spend more than you need to to get into a good coaching 
program, a good coaching yep. organization, work with some great people, get mentored by Eric, right? And some other amazing coaches. I mean, it's uh, for a very reasonable investment. So, yeah. well, Eric, I know we're running long and you and I could talk about this forever as, as we often do, uh, sometimes <laughs> recorded, sometimes not. Uh, but if somebody's <laughs> interested and they say, all right, you know, this seems like maybe it's a fit. Um, you know, I, I want to learn a little bit more. Where, where should they go if they want to schedule, you know, maybe a call with you and pick your brain a little bit about becoming a coach? Yeah, so that I would recommend that they go to mybizcoaches.co forward slash coach. Thank you very much. Um, go check that out. Scan that QR code. It'll take you to the page. Uh, that uh, That's our landing page. We just launched uh, the program to go for 100 coaches this year. So um, the be excited to have a conversation. It's, you know, no commitment, no obligation. Scan the QR code, go to the um, calendar function there. You read a little bit about the program. We'll, we'll be bolstering that up and adding some more information here shortly. But um, check it out. Uh, schedule the call. Have a conversation with myself or one of the other coaches and get some perspective on, on uh, what that might look like for you. Um, every scenario is different. We've got four different programs that we we have available for coaches. And it really, where where do you fit in, right? It's if you're if you're fresh out of the gate, don't have a ton to invest, but you got the time and energy. Um, we've got a program for that. If you're there and you're established and you maybe even already have some clients, but you think you'd benefit from having a team of other coaches. You know, one David, one of the things that um, recently somebody brought up to me was uh, they're like, you know what? We, we matter of fact, no, I take that. Uh, Erica was on our call last week. Oh, yeah. 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 And you, you took it out already. <laughs> yeah, well, you made it a point to mention the fact that we never had two coaches on the call at the same time mm -hmm. before. And yep. uh, but she mentioned that how valuable it would be to be around another coach. Like our yep. first couple of times that we met, she and I, um, the conversations we had and kind of sharing frustrations and concerns and, and you know, success stories and things like that was super valuable because coaching can be, particularly on your own, uh, a very lonely business and in, in sometimes, you know, yeah, at, at you're constantly time. pouring yourself and your clients who's pouring back into you, right? Exactly. I mean, exactly. So, you know, it, I mean, it's an opportunity to kind of share some frustrations, but also at the same time, get some best practices. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're smart enough to realize you don't have all the answers, uh, you you would have a lot of value in being able to partner up with uh, a group like my business coaches, because you can actually join our weekly calls and we'll talk about, you know, this is what I'm having success with. This is what I'm struggling with. Here's some ideas on how to improve on that. Um, here's some best practices that we learned last week that I encourage you all to consider. Um, that you can you can put a value on that. That's that's yeah. significant in itself. Yeah, agreed. So. Well, cool. Yeah. So one more time, if you're uh, interested in, you know, just learning more, right? Again, as Eric yep. said, no commitment, no cost, just you want to check it out, learn more. What is it like to be a coach? Ask some questions, um, figure out, you know, kind of what investment might make sense for you. Um, scan the QR code, head to mybizcoaches.co forward slash coach. So Eric, um, yeah, anything new? Actually, while we're talking about mybizcoaches, I think we hit it. You're, you're looking for a hundred coaches this year, right? So I like that's a that's a big thing. But anything else you want to mention before we wrap up? Yeah, I literally am. Uh, I'm I'm saying this out loud, but we probably need to uh, dig into this. Uh, as you were mentioning that, I'm thinking we should do a webinar on, Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah. on coaching. Yeah, yeah, we should do a webinar to help people understand the value of coaching and and how how they could potentially get involved. There you go. Webinar coming soon. Go to my 
Co forward slash events because uh, I'll be there. <laughs> Uh, love it. Love it. Awesome. Well, Eric, um, yeah, I think this episode has been a long time coming. It was kind of interesting, you know, sharing your journey, which, uh, which I think is important for people to understand, but also, um, how the business is growing and, and kind of, you know, how you're pivoting to bring in a lot more coaches to help a lot more clients. So, uh, thanks for sharing that with the audience today. And if you are not already subscribed to our show, why not make sure you hit that subscribe button. We talk about awesome stuff like this, um, every week. And so you want, you don't want to miss out on any of that content. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. See you, Eric. Thanks, dude.